0: Welcome to the 846 podcast. Why 846? Because eight minutes and 46 seconds is what it took to take the life of a man who surrendered to police, is in full custody, and still that officer sat on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Eight minutes and 46 seconds that we hope will lead to change in this world. I'm joined by Kevin Joseph who I know feels really passionate about this subject, as we probably all do now. Uh, and Kevin, tell us why you wanted to get involved in the six podcast.
1: Well, first, thanks for, for having me on. Um, as you said, I think this situation has touched every single one of us. And I'm just going to preface everything I'm going to say by saying this. I know sometimes when we have these types of conversations, it becomes a very black and white thing. And when we start to talk from the, from the very black perspective, folks may start to think that we only care about the black perspective. There's a lot of other nationalities of people who are just as moved as we are. But right now, as black people, we're talking about this whole entire incident. Um, So why it's important to me is when I look at the video, and I'm sure we've all kind of seen it by now. You can't stop to help but to think that that could have been you. Now, I know we live in Canada and it's a very different dynamic here. Doesn't mean we don't have the same issues. Um, however, it still makes you think that it could have been you. I, like many other people, have had situations and run-ins with police. I'll also say I don't think all police were bad. But I've had run-ins with the police myself where I was completely innocent, did nothing wrong, and been treated in similar fashions. Um, but fortunately, I didn't end up in George's situation where he passed away from it. So, it's a, it's a, it becomes a very personal, um, a very a personal story to you because you can imagine what he went through, and you know that many other people, many other black people, have gone through the same exact thing. And uh, I think it's about time that we start to really have some deep, sincere conversations about uh, what happened, and not just about what happened, but what we need to do in the future to uh, ensure it doesn't happen ever again.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, I've been on the sidelines my whole life. Uh, I've seen people have some of the worst experiences with police. Um, I've, I've experienced racism myself in my life, uh, and particularly in the U.S. I know we're in Canada and this is sort of a safe spot to be. Um, but if you watch that video, I don't care if you're in China, if you're in Russia, uh, it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to feel something. You know, you watch another human have no regard for another person's life. That doesn't happen every day. Uh, That's the thing that really got me off the sidelines. Stop being a spectator and participate in the dialogue that could lead to real solutions and real change. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, this is a conversation about racism, but it's definitely a conversation about policing. Policing needs reform. Mm -hmm. These guys don't seem to be highly skilled or highly trained to deal with difficult situations. And when you add in racism, that's a powder keg you' yeah. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. We have to do something to uh, to to make change to impact change. Uh, whether well, that's getting getting involved at the local government level, federal government level. Uh, change takes time, but it can happen, but it needs everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And we've got to find people who are in so to speak, this side of the conversation to be motivated enough to put themselves out there and get involved. Yeah. Doesn't matter what that looks like, but everyone needs to get off the sidelines and get in the game, get involved. We have to be part of the solution for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure everyone out there can think of an experience that they've had where they were treated differently, Mm -hmm. whether it's because of race. Um, I've often in this city, in Toronto, had to step in on behalf of youth Mm -hmm. who are being harassed by police or security just because they can take advantage of that person or dominate them, they do. Right. So this is a big conversation uh, and it's definitely uh, about racism, but it's also about policing. And, and I hope that uh, during the course of doing this podcast that we get people sharing their thoughts about how can we impact this change? How can we make this happen for everybody?
1: Yeah. Let, me, let, me, uh, let me start off with a story. Um, and it's one that I don't tell a whole lot, but I've told a, a number of people because I think it's important to paint the picture. I said earlier that, you know, there's many people who have had negative run-ins with police. And many times the situations that those are is they're not called for. So let me let me start with this story. So I was 16, I think 17 years of age. Uh, Sunday evening, I almost remember like it was yesterday, because it was it impacted me that much. 17 years of age, back then we had our 365 hour driver's permit, right? So not your full your full license at the time. And uh, Sunday night coming home from church, right? So um, my friend, my friend that was with me, I'm not going to name any names. My friend was with me and he borrows his dad's vehicle, right? Dad, do you mind if Kevin and I go for a drive? I'm going to drop him home. Dad says, no problem. Dad knows me. Cool. So jump in the car and I'm like, oh man, do you mind if I if I drive? Because don't have a car to drive. I want to drive here. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So get in the vehicle. I'm in the driver's seat and my friend's in the passenger seat. So you kind of have to, to know the area um but let, let's call it just for ease sake we'll call it five city blocks okay it's the distance that we're traveling we got in the vehicle and about a block away from where we left got in the car there was a vehicle accident now it's summertime windows are down we're playing a bit of music we're driving you know buckled in doing everything according to the law we're driving and after about a block there's a vehicle accident as we pass the the intersection where this accident is um you know, we're kind of just laughing in the car and we're hanging around. At block three, a police a police car pulls out behind me. I remember, we're two blocks past where this accident was. As I get to block four, police officer turns his lights and sirens on, pulls us over. Of course, I'm going to shoot like 365. I'm driving my friend's dead. Anyways, cop walks up to the window with his baton in his hand and knocks on the window and points as to put the window down. So I put the window down. His very first words to me is, "What's so effing funny?" Not, not. Do you know why I pulled you over? Not, good evening, sir. Nothing. Just, what's so effing funny? To the point where part of, pardon me. He said it again. What are you talking about? At the accident back there, you know, someone almost nearly died. You guys are laughing, and whoa, what are you talking about? Get out of the effing car. Get out of the car. His partner comes out. He's talking to my friend. The main cop is talking to me. Do you think it's funny if I took this thing and I smacked up the upside the effing head? and just going off on me. And I'm like, what is this wrong with this guy? First of all, we didn't even know that there was someone that severely injured. It was not our concern. We're driving with our windows down, minding our business, and here's how he's treating us. Now, fortunately, if it wasn't for, quite frankly, the grace of God and another friend of mine's mom came walking down the street. She sees us outside of our outside of the car with our hands on the police car, and she walks up and she says, "Officers, what's going on?" Well, you know, ma'am, there was a very this guy flips the script. Now he's Mister Polite. Yeah. No, ma'am, these guys were, there was a very serious accident, and they thought it was funny, so we're deciding to have a little talk with them. Now here's what she says. Well, officer, I can tell you these guys are very good guys. We just came from church together. You should see his face drop. Yeah. Because here he was laughing at us, kind of poking fun. Oh yeah, really, you're coming from church? And someone who's completely not part of the story comes up and corroborates our story. And I'm thinking to myself, what was the whole point of him? I get it. Maybe you thought that we were laughing at the accident. But do you have to come out like that? And so when I hear these stories in the U.S. that sometimes start in a similar fashion, a vehicle stop, they pull you out of the car, and then it goes ugly. And so the reason why I take the time to tell that story is to say, that's a story that I had that I don't talk about. How many other people have other similar incidents where they get treated wrongly by police?